Welcome back to Courage and Wildflowers. I'm Tanya. And I'm Sam. And we're here yet again. We are. Tis the season. <laughs> no pun intended. Nope. So recapping last week, we talked about shut the front door and how you set up your routine to spend time in prayer and abide and really just do another assessment on where you're at and how do you need to trust God? What should you be trusting him for? So hopefully you walk that out. That's really good. Yeah, it is really good. It's really helpful to pay attention to, you know, the place where you pray and having that established. But then, like we talked about, it takes practice. It's a continuation of you can't just do it once. It's the everyday continual effort that really locks in that becoming a habit for you mm -hmm. where you don't go without. Um, I was talking to someone today about how I've never I've tried doing some foreign language and learning, but until you really immerse yourself in it, you know, even go to the country and mm -hmm. stay kind of in that environment where that you're forced mm -hmm. to use that language. It just doesn't happen. I'm actually learning a new language. There you go. What are you learning? Romanian. Romanian. Mm -hmm. How's that going? It's actually going well. Nice. Um, For your trip. Mm -hmm. And I'm going on a missions trip. And the country I'm going to is primary language is Romanian and also some Russian. But um, having learned Spanish before, I found that it's a lot easier to learn another language. Another language. You can pick it up a little easier. Mm -hmm. Well, that's prayer is a language, you it know. Is. And so establishing your place and then mm -hmm. having time where you are using that language, like just even throughout the day, just taking time to acknowledge and speak and pray. And it doesn't have to be this hour long sit down and have prayer time, although that is very beneficial. Don't negate that time, but just di diligently thinking about and spending time and talking to God throughout your day yep. will help foster that language. It'll mm -hmm. help to where you, it becomes just part of your life. You don't, you don't go without it. Right. So today though, we're talking about seasons yeah but first wait we well wait first your voice oh yeah okay so i mean we live in oklahoma and it's allergy season so that's why i sound a little funky today um i call it my radio voice there though so we're good yeah uh before we get into our thing today our icebreaker if you will um we need to talk about coffee mugs um i've been on this like coffee kick lately i mean i love my coffee don't get me wrong but there is something about the mug that you drink your coffee out of. i do agree with that so i try to like select my mug based on my mood for the day okay like today currently i'm drinking out of one of my new mugs and it's really cute it's like a old VW bus and it has like a cute little windshield wiper face on the front and the little back of it says, be happy. 
it's cute and nice inside inside and... it has that really cliche uh not all who wander are lost <laughs> little statement in there that's, that's not cute. why i picked the mug yeah but my parents had a vw bus like this like, lime green camper top and uh secretly i've always wanted another one yeah like be growing awesome. up i would love to have another one that would be awesome but what we well, just found out something interesting about you though you I don't you don't. have the same philosophy as i do so i am very particular about my coffee cups i do not drink from coffee cups that i like a plain coffee cup and they have to be a certain kind so <laughs> i know so i cannot do um the texture of the coffee cup yes coffee cups have so texture this... i couldn't do it no no it's cute but i can't but this one's okay nope nope <laughs> nope i'll have to bring you one okay i used to really like the um the ones from they're like from england they're like an old-fashioned kind of i don't know but more I, like a teacup well no kind of but <laughs> it's the it's the way it the way the coffee cup hits my lips <laughs> it's not about i mean and then there's the coffee but it's more the coffee cup hitting my lips so i cannot i don't like the metal tumblers that people will put their coffee in uh-uh nope no okay no so my my other coffee mug no. that she declined. It says, I'm not a control freak, but you're doing it wrong. Yeah. That's perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're usually right about it. <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time. Not all the time. I'm not always right. I'm yeah. learning. Here's a good one, though. Will you take that open coffee cup? and travel in your car with it. no yes no that's what i do no yes so here's here's my but struggle i spilled coffee on myself this morning <laughs> driving down the highway so first of all i go to work from the gym yeah so i don't drink coffee before the gym well you should no i always drink coffee before i worked the out. other things would have to happen at the gym um but I did find on my recent trip to Waco, there's this, it's almost like a Yeti mm -hmm. and it can fit in your car cup mm -hmm. holder. It has a lid, mm -hmm. but it is a French press oh. Yeti. So you make your coffee, you can French press your coffee and, it'll keep and drink warm. out of it mm -hmm. without having to change cups or mugs or anything. Cool idea, but no. I'm like, sign me up. I need one of these. No. Yes. Then you get fresh coffee, not curried coffee. I can make my Cafe du Monde coffee yeah. that's in my freezer. I can make that on my way to work uh -huh. and be kind of bougie and kind of so not bougie. I would all do the same that, time. but then I would have to pour it in my cup. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Forget your little fancy girly like, England cups. No, you'll like my cup. Oh my it's gosh. a good cup. <laughs> Now, my true struggle is because I'm left-handed. But here, we have some similarities, though. What? How do we like our coffee? Black. Yes. No sugar. Yes. No cream. Correct. No proof. Nope. Black. Straight up black. And you should not be able to see through it. That's yeah. not black. That's tea. Black. 
usually we do Americana. So we have my I sister. water it down? Well, my sister gave us a Breville. Mm-hmm. So we make, yeah, espresso shots and do it as just American. Drink those shots. You know we what I've been craving. That. I know. <gasps> okay. We coffee. went on. So we went on a little trip and then we'll get into our little discussion. But this was hilarious. You may remember a few episodes back, we talked about salmon trying new things. <laughs> so Cuban coffee, we were down in an area in Florida and they had Cuban coffee. I'm like, called we have to do Tarpon Springs. Yes, we have to do a Cuban coffee and they are so good, but it was late. It was like, it was after 530 in the afternoon. Right. And they are strong. Let me just tell you right now. I took one sip, <laughs> like this coffee was served in like one of those little Dixie cups uh-huh. that you get at the nurse's office at school uh-huh. with your Nilla wafers, uh-huh. you know, I, I took one sip of this coffee and I felt electricity through my body. I was like, oh my gosh, that is the caffeine it's in my so veins. Good. And Tandy here goes, you need to just chug the rest of that stuff. And I'm like uh i need to just drink this slow no she made me take that like a it's a shot, shot of something <laughs> a shot of coffee yeah and it was it's probably so close good. to six o'clock by yeah. the time we finished at that little place and we didn't really sleep that night and i was lying in bed awake at 2 a.m like what does the color blue smell like so if you haven't tried a, a, a Cuban coffee, highly recommend that. Look that up sometime. It's okay. good stuff. So now speaking of seasons. Yes. Let's talk about seasons. Spring seasons can be tough. Yep. For those that suffer from allergies. Allergies. Thanks, Oklahoma. I'm very fortunate that I do not deal with that. I, I don't normally. do. Yeah. But there's been extra stuff floating around in the air these days. So yeah, it's been a little wet around here too, which that doesn't help matters. It does not. Well, today we're going to talk about what does it look like when you're walking through seasons? We know, obviously, just speaking January through December, the weather changes and you walk through, well, spring and then we can have summer and then we have fall and then we have winter. But what does it look like in our life spiritually and even, you know, as we're journeying through life, what are the seasons that we may find ourselves walking through or our friends or family members that are journeying through? How do we best love them and walk through the seasons with them? Uh, And how do we best, you know, pursue God when we're in some of these difficult seasons of our life? And one of the first ones that we were going to talk about today is what does it look like if you're in a rainy season? Mm-hmm. What can that feel like? You can feel like I, okay. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but I think of the movie princess bride mm-hmm. when they're I didn't in, watch it all, but I have seen this when stuff. they're in the forest mm-hmm. and um, there's those like basically pits of quicksand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really feel like like the rainy season, there's, you know, these puddles that wet and muddy and it's like, you're just kind of trudging through and you've probably lost a rain boot because it got stuck somewhere mm-hmm. under a puddle that you didn't know 
was as deep as it was. Um, you just, I mean, if you've ever been out in the rain, if you've ever been stuck or caught in a rainstorm, you know what it feels like to just be completely drenched, yeah, like to the core. Um, there's no place of shelter. You can't dry off. You just keep going and you're just wet. The rain doesn't stop. And mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, I, I would say probably like some of the early days when like Jason was in the hospital in those early days of grief, it feels a lot like this. You're like, it is a not stopping. There's, there were so many things that happened while he was in the hospital. It just felt like one thing after another, after another, after another. And I'm sure everyone's experienced those things Mm -hmm. in their life where it just feels like, when is this going to stop? Mm -hmm. And even the best rain gear, we did a, a uh, hike, a through hike uh, in Crested Butte, it's called Maroon Bells. And we had a day mm-hmm. and we had to keep moving. Like we didn't have the option to just hunker down yeah. and try to pitch a tent and try to get in and, and stay as dry as we could. We had to keep moving. Right. And so we're, you know, as best you can, you're in rain gear and you yeah. have, you know, as the waterproof um, jackets and you know, whatever, you know, even umbrellas, if you have these compact umbrellas and you're waterproof or rain resistant clothing and you're just soaked. I mean, it was just, it's almost like you're swimming in you. There's no way around it. You're just wet and then it's cold. And I remember literally thinking, you know, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving, just keep moving. I mean, in my head, and it was a, it was really a dangerous situation. And I'm sure you relate to that, even for you physically walking through all the things flooding back with Jason, just your body is taking on so much that it feels physically impossible to keep facing things. Yeah. When we finally stopped, I, I wound up getting in front and kind of going and just was on this pace. And I literally was just trying to breathe my way through it and one foot and one foot and one foot and one foot and like counting, not paying attention. I literally don't remember looking at anything, just looking down and trying to walk Mm -hmm. and you know, you encounter streams. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. When we finally got to our resting spot and trying to pitch tents, you're soaked, you know, peeling off all your wet clothes to get in and then just being freezing and no way to warm up. It was, it's, it's dangerous. Like Mm -hmm. that can be a dangerous season. Why you need people. If I would have been by myself in that type of scenario, same for you walking through Jason, it would have been literally, it could have been damaging for you too. Yes. You cannot walk through stuff like you need someone to come alongside. And we had two other couples with us, myself, each couple had one person that was literally on the verge of hypothermia. Mm -hmm. And so each, my husband was fine. And then two of the other ladies were fine, but two of the other men were not, we were literally shaking. So we're stripping down. They were like pitching tents. We're trying to crawl in. They're trying to heat up water. Like Without that, it would have been detrimental. It could have been very, very dangerous. And well, so, and you wouldn't have wanted to keep going had yeah. you not had anyone else with you. You would have found a place to hunker down. Probably. Yeah. And that 
in and of itself would have been dangerous. Right, right. And it was lightning. I mean, it just was a very, you know, scary situation. So yeah. the same, like you walking through all the things being thrown at you with the loss and the scary, you know, how do I, how do I navigate this? You cannot do that by yourself. No. Like you, you, I remember us talking and you feeling like it was just like, you're stuck in this jello mode of yes. just, I cannot, you know, it doesn't feel like I can manage and maneuver. It just feels surreal and having the people there to walk through this and navigate with you and help you like, have you eaten today? Right. You know, did you sleep? You know, you needed that basic function. Yeah. So if you're in this type of a rainy season and you do not have someone, get someone. You need to ask for help. You do need you do need someone there. You need someone that can just check in on the practical things for you. Yeah. And you know, if you're saying, well, I don't really have anyone like that, there are even, you know, even just reaching out to a counselor, mm -hmm. uh, any, a, a medical doctor reaching out for someone to give you those next steps, highly encourage that. And I will say in the moment, I didn't feel like I needed someone. Yeah. Could, because I, I remember like my sister and my sister-in-law they were in my cousin uh they were like did you have water did you do this did you do that and i'm like why are you doing that? like i'm fine mm, why you are didn't you... realize no uh, why are you making sure that i'm eating this or drinking that and then i vividly remember there was one point they're like when was the last time you ate and i couldn't answer the question right and that's when I realized I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Something's off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we're, we're saying, I mean, it can be a miserable season. You know, it's, it's not a season that you want to live in. Right. All of us tend to face these seasons in our life or have someone near and dear, uh, you know, to us that walks through this if we don't. Uh, and so being kind and, you know, caring for those that are walking through a very hard rainy season and helping them with the practical things, just how you can serve others in that season and asking, push your way in a little bit on that. I would say probably what I came away with the most is like that season was awful mm -hmm. but at the same time it was the season that caused me to lean in the most to god and to that relationship and work on building that relationship because i realized that in that season that's what sustained me right and so it was a season of growth even though it felt like there were some times when it was i was drowning mm -hmm. um but i will also say looking back now that's the season where i'm like okay this person helped this mm -hmm. person helped this person helped how can i be a help to someone yeah. who yeah. may or may not realize they're in that season yeah that's good 
What about when we are in a very dry season? Those are terrible as well. I, I mean, again, Oklahoma, it gets really hot here in the summer. Yeah. And, you know, we go through actually, I mean, just going to some of the nurseries, they're talking about how, you know, just the un, we're in that um, drought season. And it may be like that for a number of years still, where we just don't get the amount of rain that we would possibly get through the summer. And, you know, you're, you can see the landscape, how terrible things can be with, you know, the cracks in the ground and everything turning, you know, shriveling and turning brown and looks like life is leaving it. I mean, the sun is brutal. And then we're you're like, please rain, please rain. Right. We need water. Where now we're like, right, enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, there, it that can be very, very daunting too, where you just feel like the desert, you know, you're just exposed to all the elements and it's not a comfortable environment by any means. Um, you, you talked about the having the grit and being resilient in those mm -hmm. seasons and just it's again for me it, i like to think about that hike just like one foot in front of the other because i have to get to this point yeah. that can be that dry season too you don't want to sit down because you know you have to move towards water you yeah. need that nourishment you need that shade so you know you have to kind of keep stepping forward and one foot in front of the other. And to me, it's, you know, again, this is a, can be a very tough season, but also a season of growth as well. And I mean, I know I said that there was a rainy season and grief and all that, but there's definitely a dry season too. Mm -hmm. um, because it's really easy to retreat and pull back and pull away from people and when you start to do that it is very dry i mean you're almost like you're disappearing into one of those cracks mm -hmm. in the dirt in the ground because you're like i've got to conserve what i have i can't i can't give out i can't do this i can't do that um for me, it wasn't so much about pulling away from people, but it was just, I really kind of retreated into myself some, mm -hmm. like I, I was still around people. I was still functioning on the outside, mm -hmm. but not on the inside. Um, and this one, uh, I would say I had a shorter one like after everything with Jason, it was just part of that, like figuring out how to navigate. And I think we've said it before, it really felt like you were trying to do something without one of the limbs that yeah. you've done life with before, but it was after everything with my dad. Like, do you think sometimes speaking in grief in particular, you know, you go through that first year and everything is just raw and new and it's the first of everything and people tend to be more like aware of that mm -hmm. 
And then you get into year two and it's not any easier. No. But it seems that community and people kind of navigate back into, they settle back into their life a little bit, Mm -hmm. which is okay. That's a, you know, that's an okay thing. But to me, that's where I can see some of that dry season come too, because now it's like, now I'm navigating this a little bit without that support mechanism Mm -hmm. right there helping me. I would say also playing into that is year one, you spend bracing for all the firsts. That's good. And you're like, oh, here's the first Thanksgiving or the first Christmas or the first anniversary or the first birthday or, you know, whatever. Um, And the second of everything, you're not bracing for it anymore. You're still well aware it's coming around. Um, But it's almost like you're like, well, we've already... We've already gone through this once. You survived the one. We we, so we know we we're going to survive. The first time, so yeah. it's going to be okay. But yeah. then year one, because you're bracing, you're kind of numb to everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. So year two, you remove the bracing for the first thing mm-hmm. and you push in on the feelings. And so you've got those raw nerve endings that aren't healed yet. Then you add in that other people are already kind of going back to their regular lives. It's not as much in the forefront of their brain. All of that is natural. And you're, you know, and everyone else's world doesn't revolve around you. No, you know, right, right. And so I think there's a lot to that where it's just, it's raw and it's real Mm -hmm. and it feels like the first Mm-hmm. but it's really not. Mm-hmm. And so you do feel like you're kind of out on an island, mm-hmm. whether that's dry or rainy or whatever, you just kind of feel like you're out there all alone. And I know we're talking grief, but jobs, like people yeah. with their careers or even, you know, families. Mm-hmm. And, and you can see how, you know, you're starting something and it's just like, oh, okay. You know, I'm super excited to embark on this. And then year five comes around, year 10, year 15, you know, you're 20 years and whatever. And you're feeling like it's kind of like a, it's lost its lushness. It's mm-hmm. just going through the motions maybe. Yeah. And, you know, how do we revive that? How do we, how do we turn that dry season? And is it time to move into a new season are there things to let go of you know i mean it's like evaluate all that is there something in this season that i i should move on through right is there something in this season that lord you want to open up and you know show me is there something in this season that is there something i need to lay down or you know what what is this season how can i trust you in it oh and yeah there's that ladder yeah and you know is this a have i been in this season for a long time because ideally i don't think anyone any one of us are cut out to be in a dry season for a long time you don't want to live there well i mean something i learned recently um talking with someone who was helping me walk through like my purpose my vision and mission was that if you're in a job or in a situation or whatever, and um, 
you kind of bump up against things like what you're talking about that go against what your purpose and your mission and vision and some other things are, then you've got about 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Before it costs you. Before you're, you know, you get burnt out, yep. you quit, yep. you're fired. I mean, I mean, I'm speaking specifically for a job, but mm -hmm. I mean that in your life, I mean, surely we've all been doing something and we get to a point where like, why am I doing this again? Yeah. Yep. And is this something that I really should have said yes to, or should I still be saying yes to it? Mm -hmm. Cause it's okay to say yes for a season. Mm -hmm. And then just like every season has a beginning mm -hmm. and an end. I think we maybe even talked about this about when you're talking about how full your life is and yeah. people can tend to say, well, it's just the season. It's just really busy this season. Yeah. Like that tends to be the excuse and the season never keeps, never changes. Right. So how long is this busy season going right. to last you? Right. That's not a sustain sustainable pace. Neither is being in the season of just dryness. Like that is not your, your no. life will not flourish there. Yeah. Then we lead into what does it look like if you're in a plateau season? Mm. And that is a tricky one because it can mirror what we would think is this lush valley, mm -hmm. but it's not. No. There is still danger there. Yep. It's, um, you know, not the terrain is not as ideal as a lovely valley. Correct. And you definitely don't want to get comfortable here, but you could have a little bit of a reprieve here too. There could, could be rest. a little rest, mm -hmm. but I mean, think about like a plateau or a mesa and you've got, you know, in the words of Marlon and Nemo, it's the drop off. <laughs> like there Watch is the an edge, edge. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, and you're exposed to elements on a plateau yeah, too. You're not I mean, exactly you are in the trees, no. you know? So you do want to be careful if you're, if you're thinking, well, maybe I'm in this season or I can feel where it's been somewhat of a, I've been able to catch my breath a bit. You just don't want to stay in that season where then you become very complacent mm -hmm. and that comfortable mm -hmm. where now you're just like, I don't want to move anymore. Right. And community helps with that. So speaking to people, yeah. this is what I think you did really well with even, you know, your career and feeling like, I'm just not sure what my purpose is with this. Yeah. Is this the right place for me? You just started asking, which honestly, you know, the loss of Jason had you evaluating a lot of things mm -hmm. and you kind of just started, it's like that uh, magician who has the tortoise and then there's like the ball underneath it and they're kind of moving things around. Oh, yeah. It's like, where the is the game. ball? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You kind of just went, I'm just going to lift up each shell and look under there and yeah. reevaluate everything. Well, I mean, we had spent quarantine like 2020 when See. everyone else was quarantined that we spent that time thinking we're getting ready to be young, yeah. empty nesters. Yeah. So what do we want the rest of our lives to look like? Mm -hmm. And we'd kind of formulated a plan and then my plan got flipped upside down and turned inside out and Mm -hmm. rung through the wash, if you will. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until I came out of the 
cloud, the grief fog or whatever you want to call it, where I came out. I mean, really this past nine months, really. And I was like, wait a second. Right. That, that isn't a feasible life Mm -hmm. anymore. And what am I really supposed to be doing? And Mm -hmm. am I supposed to be where I am? And all of those questions. Yeah. I just thought they would all end in yes and go right on ahead yeah, living you're your doing life. Great. And no, Good they didn't. Job. No. And they did not. Right. You it was like, here, let me la- push you off the edge of that plateau just a Don't little bit. Don't be so afraid of the edge. Jump. <laughs> Remember that phobia phobia? Like, yeah. don't look over the edge. Don't look over the edge. Don't. Oh, oh you, you looked over the edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, the benefit of a plateau, at least, it you're not taken on water. Right. And it's not quite as dry as a desert dry season. So you kind of walked through that really well, but you knew Mm -hmm. like this isn't it either. Right. And I mean, I'm using, you know, your job a little bit because I think to me, that's where I feel like you kind of really hit that plateau. Most definitely. Where you were just like, huh, I I love all the people. I really do. Like Mm -hmm. they're great. But is this the purpose that I like internally? Am I like, this is it? And you really started questioning a lot of that. A lot of the the pace conflicted with the purpose and what I felt like I was being called to do. And yeah. You're going to love me for this. So (laughs) then we get into this next season. We're going mountain climbing. (laughs) Sam. I'm sorry, but you are my, you are my person today because this is what I think this next season for you is. Yeah. So you have, you are making a transition with your career. I am. And so it's like, you're embarking out on this new terrain going up a mountain. Yep. Which will have its own challenges. (laughs) Its own challenges. It's not, you know, all terrain can be difficult to navigate. You just take it as you one foot in front of the other and you start walking up and it, I mean, it can be, you know, dangerous and you deal with, you know, you start out at the base of the mountain and usually that's always in the tree line and it's usually somewhat protected. A meandering path. That's right. And it's comfy. You got pine needles and all the things and you do the switchbacks and then you kind of get up. You start getting out of that tree line. It gets really rocky Mm -hmm. and you start having to look for you know, okay, where is the trail exactly? Mm-hmm. Paying attention to where you're going. And then you have to really pay attention to your footing to make mm-hmm. sure you're not stepping on, yeah. you know, rocks that aren't stable enough. And then you get up to the top of the mountain and you get to see beautiful views. Mm-hmm. But also the top of a mountain is not the place that you want to no. stake your place. I mean, it literally, I don't even, every time that I've gotten to the top, there was one time we actually got to have like a lunch, but otherwise on the top, you, and most of the mountains I've been to are Colorado. And then the afternoons you're dealing with, excuse me, you're dealing with like thunderstorms that roll in lightning and those summer thunderstorms. Yeah. So you can't stay up there. It is dangerous, but it's a cool trek to get up and see where you've come from. Yeah. To look how far how far God's brought you, Mm -hmm. what you walked through, and then to be able to see, and that's where I'm going. So it's a, it's, 
it's breathtaking. And I think mm -hmm. that's what this year for you is I going feel like to I've be. I've already started up that mountain. I a agree. Bit. Yeah. I think you're headed to the top of a summit to see some things that you haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, maybe some of you are walking through that where it's like, I feel like I'm climbing a mountain. And any mountain that I've been, again, Colorado, I mean, you're going up in elevation. So the breath is harder. It's yeah. different. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, the air is thinner. Yeah. You're not taking as deep a breath. Make and sure you're hydrated. Yeah. Drinking the water, having the snacks, taking a pace that you can do. You don't want to go too fast. Mm -hmm. I know I've known some that get up a mountain and come down it real quick and they start dealing with motion sickness or that altitude sickness. Mm -hmm. It can make them nauseated from getting up and coming down so quick. It's just a nice sustainable pace. Yeah. And the one thing if any of you are listening and you feel like this is what I've been doing, I'm, I've been climbing a, a mountain, be careful of thinking that you get, you've gotten there and it's not just a false summit. Mm -hmm. There are times when we were doing these hikes where I'm looking and I'm like, okay, is that it? Okay. That's not that bad. I, okay. And then you get there and you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't it. Mm -hmm. I've still got so much more to go. Yep. And you want to just like, this is good enough. Yeah. This is great. This is good enough. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, let's just call it. We did it. Yeah. But don't stop. Right. Just take a break if you need at that fall summit. Get you a little snack. And I would keep moving. I would say in each of these seasons we've talked about so far, um, there there comes that point where you're like, I think, I, I, make think, this work. I think, I think, I <laughs> think I've tackled this season. I think the worst is behind me uh -huh. or I think, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, for me, that was the time where it was like, you know, oh wait, no, there's going to be like a double gum punch. The minute you say, I'm good. <laughs> I made it, you know, that whole like knock on wood. Cause it's gonna, not going to, not going to happen again. The minute you turn back around, it's going to, you know, you kind of let your guard, guard down mm -hmm. or you get complacent or you yeah. get comfortable or you get whatever. And it's the perseverance, all of yeah. these things, every season here talks about really persevere, keep moving. Yeah. Don't stop. Don't quit. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Dora, <laughs> Nemo. Dory, Dory, mm -hmm. Dory and Nemo. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Dora is the explorer. Yes. Okay. And you should keep going just like Dora does yeah. too. She has her little adventures and she her doesn't back, stop. Back, back, back. <laughs> My mochila. What was the map song? I'm the I'm map. map. I'm, I'm the map. map. Yes. I'm the map. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, the last, the last that we season. want to talk about is what does it look like to be in the Lush Valley? Mm. When I think of the Lush Valley, I think of that Psalm 23, mm -hmm. that he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Like it makes like, okay, you know how I feel about being barefoot, mm -hmm. right? It makes me want to just, there's those yards or those fields that have just that yeah, beautiful. carpet grass. Mm -hmm. Like the golf course uh, grass. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that you just want to like the, you just want to go out and just I would even go put, barefoot there. Oh, I would. That's, that's yeah, that's some that's nice saying grass. a lot there. Yeah, it is. But it makes you just want to like, not just 
go and put your feet in it, mm -hmm. but just lay down like you did when you were a kid and you looked at all the clouds and you're like, oh, there's a dinosaur, there's a chicken yeah. nugget, you know, whatever it is. That's what I think of yeah. when I hear the about rest. this. Mm -hmm. How do we get to the lush valleys? <sighs> you come down off the mountain. <laughs> yeah, you. it's the perseverance. You keep coming you keep off the plateau. The you yeah. come out of the dry season. You don't stay in the mud and the wet of the rainy season. You have to come through it. Mm -hmm. This is a season, too, we were making a note where this is a season where you get to even stock up like it's the provision for mm -hmm. what's coming ahead to yeah. it's just that season of refreshment and provision and refueling yeah and you don't and and you know the words that we're using are still action words yeah. they are not just sit mm -hmm. and be mm -hmm. you have to continue that growth you have to build on what you learned in the rainy season when you were really wet the dry season when you were really thirsty, the plateau season when you thought you were going to fall off the edge or the mountain season when you thought you were never going to get to the top and to be able to see where you came from and what you have in front of you. Mm -hmm. You have to build on that so that you can sustain yourself and, and have God as that source, that continual source the next time you go into a rainy season, mm -hmm. a dry season, whatever is coming next he's going to prepare you for it but you have to do the work too mm -hmm. so you can't just sit and be yeah it requires you to do there's a there's a part in following jesus and like and then whatever the numbers let's say it's 95 percent. it's 95 percent god it's five percent us taking mm -hmm. a step towards he does do a lot of the heavy lifting, but there is yeah. a percentage of us that have, we have to partner with. We yeah. have to step towards, we have to step through. And when we do like he does, he does more of the work than, right. than we, but there is our part. Right. We have to move towards right. him. And some of these seasons too, it's just being grateful that this isn't where you're going to end. Mm-hmm. Like he is going to help navigate and walk you through these seasons and he is with you in these seasons. And so even if you find yourself in a dry season, what we said earlier, like, God, I know you're with me in this season. And how do you want me to trust you in this? Mm -hmm. Because right now, maybe I'm thinking I've got to navigate it all on my own. Mm -hmm. And you see where I'm at. You know what I'm needing. You mm -hmm. know where I need. Maybe there's this barrier of, why I can't see what I, you know, think it's this way. And if I start off down that path, there's, it's a dead end, but you do see. Mm -hmm. And so you order my steps. You're my heavenly father. You're the voice that I hear louder than any other voice. You know, just really speaking, like we said in our last episode about prayer, it's that relationship of speaking and asking and listening mm -hmm. and not just navigating what you want and saying, okay, now come along and give me what I want. Right. Like, what do I need from you, Lord, in this season? What am I, what am I missing here? How can I, right. you know, surrender what I thought it should look like mm -hmm. for you to then just say, come on, grab my hand, let's go. Mm -hmm. There's definitely like when I also think of that Psalm 23, I think. And when we talk about provision, there's that verse in there that he, you know, 
sets that table Mm -hmm. before you Mm -hmm. um, in the presence of your enemies. So, yes, there is going to be trials. There are going to be battles. There are going to be struggles. Mm -hmm. There's nothing anywhere in the Bible does it say that he's going to take all of that away. Mm -hmm. This life is not going to be easy. But Um, taking up your cross, like... That is surrendering what you thought your life should be and following him. And that is not an easy thing. It isn't. And it's unfortunate our Western, you know, independent American culture lets us think that we're in control. Like we can fix the things and have the life that we want to have. You can, you do you, you can build your own life. No, that's, and that's a lie. Yep. You don't do you boo. Mm. We're all belong we all if you're a believer you belong to the body of christ you take a knee to a king Mm -hmm. you are a servant you aren't a i decide what i want to do it's what do you want me where do you want me Mm -hmm. how do i serve you Mm -hmm. when i think about um when you're talking about the the ask the seek the -hmm. listen and in the prayer part that we talked about last time in this rest and refreshment mm-hmm. when you're laying in the grass looking up at the clouds that's when it's you listening mm-hmm. you quiet that's when he's speaking to you giving you guidance for where you're going next or where you just came from helping you learn but then you step up to that table that he's prepared for you and it's like you're Indiana Jones getting ready to go on your next crusade or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have to pick the right things to go Get the on your next correct. adventure mm-hmm. that he's set everything you need out mm-hmm. for you. But here's the fun part. <laughs> that table just doesn't stay there. It, it goes, goes with, with you, you. Mm-hmm. so that if you grab the wrong tool, mm-hmm. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to abandon you without the proper tools. That's really good. Yeah. Well, for closing, what we would love for you to do is evaluate what season are you in? Are you in a lush valley right now where it's been just this life-giving provision, like just this refueling and refilling? Are you in a dry season? Are you taking on like water and you just wish you could find the beach? You know, it's like, I don't want to be in the rainforest. Does this take me somewhere where it's going to be nice and sandy and sunny? You know, are you climbing a mountain? Like, where are you? And maybe we didn't really, there's other ways of framing what your season could feel like. Um, These are, I'm sure, just a short list. We've kind of talked about this a little bit and it seems to be, pretty pretty broad Mm -hmm. to cover you know most people to relate but maybe you're in a season that of fog you know where it's Mm -hmm. like those mornings you get up and you're driving to work and you can't see Mm -hmm. but you're in a car driving you know that's a scary thing is someone going to run out in front of me am i am i going to be able to stop if there's cars up ahead you know there's a multitude of things that you could be facing but what is that what is the season that you're in Mm -hmm. leaning back into that prayer. How can I trust you, Lord, in this season? How do I need to trust you in this season? 
and sharing with your community what season are you in what season are they in and how can you pray for one another in this season and support one another yes not that you have to go oh you don't want to be in that season let me tell you how to get out of it right because god's the source he's the one that's going to help lead you out of it he's the one that you're walking alongside mm -hmm. but how do i pray with you and how do i encourage you not to give up well and how can you hold me accountable for this season yeah. like i know there's been lots of times where i'm like okay i need your help like I need you to make sure that I don't X, Y, Z. Right. Yeah. Um, or I need you to ask me these questions. Like if I call or if I text and it's like, you need to have these questions ready to ask me. And yeah, that's also helpful. Down. You're really good at giving that permission to like, here's where I'm at. What, what, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And so that's a good way for someone in your community to go, oh, okay, well, I'm seeing this. Yeah. I could be, you know, this is just me. I could be wrong, but here's the, here's the part that I see. So inviting that person in your community to speak into your life. And mm -hmm. we've talked about that before. And, you know, once they do, don't just say, this is the absolute, like mm -hmm. God told me. Right. Cause God's speaking to them, mm -hmm. you know, don't ever, I really don't like that. And yeah. I, maybe it's me, but I really feel like I don't ever want someone to think that I am taking a place where God resides for them. Right. I could say, I really feel impressed. Like, you know, God's been kind of laying this on my heart for you, but I can be wrong. Mm -hmm. What is God showing you? Yeah. And, and let them seek God, not just me. I would almost ask them first maybe yes. what god is showing them what god's been speaking to them yeah and then find ways to ask questions of them where where they can maybe determine if they're you know hearing the right thing or they can go and look it up and check it against the word yeah that's good all right so i have a question for you okay for the last time this season oh yes we're taking a little break because everybody. we are going to take a break this season we'll be off for a month we're going to take a few weeks off and mm -hmm. do what we've been encouraging you to do check out our season check out our plate mm -hmm. check out our pace and take just a little kind Sabbath, of some time off and give it like let god do what he wants to do in yep. our life yep um so how are you going to be wild or courageous until we meet again meet again until we meet again oh wild and or courageous until or we both. meet again and but and both wild i am going to what will i do wild hmm let's think how about we have this trip planned for my family so my kids and daughter-in-law and we are talking about this paddleboard that actually holds six people no thank it. you mm -mm. no mm -mm. it's gotta be a good time no. it's gotta be so no ma'am i think that's gonna be wild because it sounds like can we just go back so to my fun. coffee mug for know, a minute because you can't control it right. <laughs> yeah so I, I think that sounds like a lot of fun because um, I would be stuck with like the five other people that have no balance. Right. 
and or, I would be in the water more than on the paddleboard. Well, that is going to be part of the problem because it's like four guys and then the girls. And so, you know, the guys are going to just, they're going to try to tip over. Right. Or try to push the girls into the lake. Right. I'm sure. So, but it'll be, I mean, that's wild. Yeah. I'm just going to go into it with and that water's going to be cold. So that's courageous. <laughs> that's probably courageous too. Yeah. Oh, as far as courageous, I would say literally just pace, you know, paying attention to pace. There's nothing that I have to like force my hand and make something and churn it up. So just being able to just keep walking gently towards God and allowing the rhythm of what God's, you know, pace of rest and prayer and time with him and not feel like, well, culture says you have to have this and what well, culture says, you know, oh, I need, I need to go do that. I'm like, no, I don't need to do any of that. So really trying to simplify life. Mm -hmm. That's where my next phase is. I might just wear the same outfit every day. Oh my Lord. <laughs> They say, they say, listen, Marie, who's, who's they, <laughs> I don't know who they is, but one day I want to be a, they, I think that I do too. We say, so we'll be a, they, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to get Steve Jobs, listen, same outfit. Yes. And this was Jason's philosophy yes. as well. It was all those weirdo IT people. <laughs> I have one of those. I have a child. He's an IT person. Your husband's slightly. And my well. he's he's kind of that way too. Okay. But no brain, like it just saves brain space. I know. Like, but it's not the same outfit. It's the same outfit, but you have like five of them. Yeah. So that you can wash them. Yeah. We just need to clarify that. Clarify. And five undergarments as well. And that's it. Because it's not the whole inside, backwards, you, inside out, what that backwards. Would, I mean, listen, monks. No. Yeah. Stop. No. <laughs> this is a great idea. Great idea. I might bring no. that moo moo back. No. <laughs> That's all I have going. <laughs> How are you going to be wild and or courageous, oh, Sam? Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Until okay. we meet again. <laughs> Until we meet again. Um, let's see. So wild. I am taking a couple of trips this summer. Yeah. Um, and courageous. Big trips. Yeah. So wild and courageous on both. Um, one is for fun. One is for missions. Yes. And I am so stoked about both of them. Yeah. Um, and I just know it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm going to get to use some languages that I haven't been able to use in a while. And I'm super excited and the new one that I'm learning. Um, but I would also say there's also other layers of wild and courageous yeah. in my life right now. There's lots of new things that are happening and starting. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I'm, I'm embarking on a new career. Mm -hmm. And I, it is wild because it is not in my lane of what I studied in college. And it is courageous because it is using everything that I've learned in the last two years yeah. and everything that God has just really been stirring in me and preparing me for. And it is going to feel like I am jumping off the edge of that plateau. Yeah. Um, but I am so very excited for the new thing. 
but it is also very courageous because <laughs> okay where i've been um has been home mm -hmm. for 11 years mm -hmm. and not only that it has been a sanctuary and a safe place for the last two years where I've had the freedom to walk through mm -hmm. um, grief. Yeah. And not that I'm like completely over it by any means, but you were loved well. I've been loved yeah. very well yeah. and cared for very well. And I would not be where I am today if it weren't for yeah. specific people saying, stop. Mm hmm you need to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you need to take you a step back over what you, you do. Yes. Right. Like you yeah. as a, per I need you as a person yes. more than I need you in your job. Yes. Yeah. That's unheard of yeah. in our world today, in our professional culture. Yeah. Um, and so I'm Those taking are hard this, goodbyes. They're hard, like daily goodbyes. Yeah. I will still see the people, but mm -hmm. in my day-to-day -day, Monday through Friday mm -hmm. interactions, um, mm -hmm. it's like I'm handing the keys to the house back mm -hmm. to the parents. I mean, mm -hmm. they're not really my parents, but that analogy though of like, I'm, I'm handing the keys to my parents and I am mm -hmm. walking away to be somewhere else Monday mm -hmm. through Friday. And, um, so there's a lot of courageousness, mm -hmm. bravery, mm -hmm. boldness that's coming with that as well. Um, it's going to be, I'm excited for when we come back and can share yeah. like where God's, what God's been doing, how he's been meeting yeah. us in our season and what season that yeah. we'll be in. And, you know, just like you you're 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 headed up the mountain so it's yeah. going to be exciting to walk along this yeah. journey with you and i'm definitely looking forward to that there will be a pace change yeah. as well and yeah. i have been yeah unbeknownst to me craving that yeah for like the last year mm -hmm. my spirit has been craving that my soul has been craving mm -hmm. that and it's coming. So, yeah. Yeah. But we just want to say thank you so much for sticking with us this season. And we hope that you'll jump back in when we come back in. I guess we'll end miss, of July, beginning of yeah, August, we'll somewhere in there. About 30 days. And mm. um, we hope that you take that season to rest mm -hmm. and refresh and check on your pace mm -hmm. and go back and listen to some of the ones that were kind of impactful to you as well. And um, work on building your community mm -hmm. while we're absent from each other. And then we'll see you back. Remember to like, share, subscribe, follow our blog, follow us on Instagram. And we look forward to connecting with you in season two. Join us again, Courage and Wildflowers.